Welcome to Purpose Inc., the podcast where we discuss corporate purpose and stakeholder capitalism. I'm your host, Michael Young. My guest today is Ellen Joukowsky, the Global Head of Sustainability Strategy and Innovation at HP. And in her role, Ellen drives sustainable impact strategy that focuses on people, planet, and the communities that HP serves. And Ellen has uh, oversight on integrating sustainability into how HP does business. And that's a lot of what we talk about on today's podcast, in particular, ensuring that sustainability is core to everything that HP does within the business. And we talk about what HP is doing in particular with regard to plastics and HP's plastic strategy, how they're reducing the amount of plastics in their products, how they're substituting, how they recycle, and also significantly, how they're helping take waste, ocean-bound plastic waste out of uh, that waste stream and recycling it and putting it back into their products. Um, I'm incredibly grateful to Ellen for coming on the podcast. So without further ado, my conversation with Ellen Joukowsky of HP Inc. Ellen, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Michael. So maybe to start, could you give us a broad brush survey of your role at HP and also how you and the company and and the team there are approaching and thinking about corporate purpose and sustainability? So pick at that any way you want. Sure. Uh, So I'm Ellen Joukowsky. I lead HP's sustainability strategy and programs across the company. So that means I spend my time working with each of our business groups, our functions, and our markets um, to figure out how to integrate sustainability more deeply into the business. And this is something where we've seen really increased interest and demand from our customers as well as, obviously, uh, the critical needs to fight climate change and address a lot of the environmental and social issues that we're all feeling globally. So in terms of the question about HP's approach to purpose, um, you know, our purpose as a company is to create technology that makes life better for everyone everywhere. And sustainability is really built into that purpose, right? Making life better for everyone everywhere. Um, our commitment to that has been in our DNA from our founders in the very beginning, and it only uh, continues to get stronger uh, every day. And I think even now in the context of COVID-19 and the pandemic that we're all facing, um, that purpose continues to be strong. Uh, and we, we're thinking about all the ways that we can leverage technology uh, and create it to make life better for everyone everywhere. Great. And I want to, one of the things we talked on the pre-call or the prep call was, is about what HP is doing with regard to plastics in its products and, and reducing the amount of plastics that you use, but also some of the work you're doing around reducing ocean bound plastics. And so can we get into that here? Sure. Uh, so, you know, we have a plastic strategy. Obviously, HP uses a tremendous amount of that material. You know, we make a lot of printers that are made out of plastic, as well as PCs and gaming equipment. 
Uh, and in our 3D printing business, we run plastic through our 3D printers. So it's a very important material to us, um, but it's one that we recognize we have a very serious responsibility to handle um, in the most responsible way. So what's our plastic strategy? Um, point one is to eliminate it where possible. So what does that mean? When we, when we think about our printers, for example, how can we make them smaller or our PCs lighter? Um, how can we change the parts to reduce the amount of plastic to just eliminate it where we don't need it? Um, if we do need that part and if we do need that type of material, is uh, there a possibility to substitute it for a different type of material that might be more sustainable? So, for example, we've made lots of progress in our packaging where we've been able to substitute, for example, molded pulp, where we used to use a plastic uh, packaging product. Um, our third step in our plastic strategy is if we can't eliminate it and if we can't substitute it for an alternate material, can we replace virgin plastic with recycled plastic? And we've made great progress uh, across our whole product portfolio, both in our printing products and in our personal systems products uh, to replace virgin with recycled content. We launched a product recently called the HP Tango Terra, um, billed as the most sustainable home printing system in the world. And that product is made with 30% recycled plastic. Uh, so option four in our plastic strategy is to source that recycled plastic from a location with increased economic and social impact. And that's really where the ocean-bound plastic comes into play into our strategy. We found tremendous success uh, where we think about our sourcing and procurement options and moving the sources of where we're purchasing that recycled material to locations like, for example, Haiti, uh, uh, an island nation where there's tremendous amount of plastic waste. And with what we've been able to do there to commit to purchasing recycled plastic out of Haiti uh, and hire collectors across the nation to pick up those plastic bottles that have been used before they flow into the ocean uh, and acquire that material to recycle it, shred it, mix it with other recycled computer and printer parts to create new products. So that's a high level overview of what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, and could you say a bit more about that plant uh, or that that operation in in Haiti and what you've what you've done there? Mm -hmm. We started working in Haiti in 2016. And the idea stemmed from the work we were doing with our closed loop process to create HP ink cartridges. We were already um, asking our customers to return HP's ink cartridges. For example, in the US, you can return them for free at retailers like Best Buy, Office Depot, and many others, or you can mail them back into HP free of charge. Um, they go to our recycling center in Nashville uh, in the US, or around the world, they go to other locations where we disassemble that cartridge and uh, remove each of those materials, end up with just the plastic cage that holds the ink. We shred that and we mix it with recycled bottle plastic to strengthen it back up, fill it with ink, and then put it on the market as a new ink cartridge. Um, so we've been doing this for some time and HP sells a lot of ink cartridges. We were selling so many that we were, were using over a million recycled bottles a day to create their, our ink cartridges. And so with that, we had this opportunity, as I mentioned, around our procurement strategy to think about where could we purchase uh, to have increasing environmental and social impact. And that's where Haiti came into play. So we launched the program and the intention to source 
ocean-bound plastic to put into our ink cartridges in 2016. And to date, we've used over 35 million bottles of ocean-bound plastic upcycled into HP products. And that program has expanded over the years. You know, it started just with the ink cartridges. Then uh, the folks on our personal system side of the business said, hey, wait a minute. We love what is happening on the print side. We need to get into this too. Let's leverage our supply chain that we've started to build in Haiti and put that material into our uh computer products. So we launched then the world's first display monitor that uses ocean-bound plastic. Then we launched the world's first notebook, the Elite Dragonfly that uses ocean-bound plastic in its speaker. Uh, Then we launched um, the world's first mobile workstation with ocean-bound plastic. And just last week, we launched the world's first Chromebook with ocean-bound plastic. So we continue to expand the use of that material. We have five resins now that we've innovated that use it and have been able to find very practical uh, product applications for it that also ensure at its end of life, we can recycle it. Great. And you mentioned HP strategy and your move in this direction. How have you seen consumer and customer preferences changing for sustainable products? Obviously, that you know that's true in clothing and food and lots of other categories, um, vehicles. But where? How do you tune into that? And 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 how do you how do you un, how do you help understand where consumers are going and how they're thinking? Mm-hmm. Well, we spend a lot of time on consumer insights, um, but one of the best ways for us to tell uh, how consumers feel about this is, you know, with with their dollars. And we track um, all of our enterprise RFPs and which customers are asking questions about sustainability and where does it make a difference in winning the deal. And this year in FY19, we've recorded $1.6 billion in revenue that we can attribute in part to our sustainability actions. That's up almost 70% year over year. So our customers are voting with their dollars and they're saying we want more sustainable products. Uh, We're seeing that as well through the customer insights data that we collect. Uh, They really want to see us continue to reinvent for a circular economy. They want to see us use more recycled, sustainable materials in our products. And uh, they're supporting us by choosing HP. Right, and and in that in that in that enterprise sense, so those that those are businesses saying, as part of a procurement process, we want to know what HP is doing in sustainability and and awarding on that basis. That's right, and a lot of them have you know specific criteria. They rely on various eco labels. Um, The most kind of critical eco label that our customers look to is EPEAT. Um, and that's a, a strong eco-label that's been around for quite some time and continues to strengthen its requirements. HP has more EPEAT gold products than anyone else in the industry, and that's allowed us to make the recent announcement that we offer the world's most sustainable PC portfolio, and that's based on that EPEAT criteria that we know our customers require and are looking for when they're purchasing our products. Right. So this connection between sustainability and business impact is real. Yeah, it's it's real and it's getting more real every day. Yep. And even yep. in the current context with uh, you know COVID-19, we're continuing to see um, increasing customer questions and 
pressure around what are we doing uh, to make our products more sustainable. I think with people, you know, being at home more um, and the decreased kind of human activity on the planet while people are um, settled down and not traveling and um, focused on staying indoors and safe, uh, they're seeing, you know, clear skies over Los Angeles and parts of China. They're seeing wildlife um, come out and uh, they're seeing the positive benefit of reduced human activity on the planet. And the question is, as you know, we face the current threat with the pandemic, you know, how does how do the lessons that we're learning here uh, about human activity, uh, what can we learn to help stem climate change? Yeah, yeah. And we are recording in the age of COVID. So maybe it's uh, it, it's always a topic of conversation. So maybe just a few minutes on what you're seeing from where you sit in terms of both positive outcomes that you've mentioned, um, short-term impacts, how are you adapting and evolving across the business and the portfolio to COVID? Yeah. Well, you know, obviously this is an unprecedented situation for HP, for our, our employees, our customers. Um, and, you know, we're focused uh, on handling the situation with urgency and a deep sense of care for our employees, our partners, our customers, and their families. Um, their health and well-being is our number one priority. And we continue to take a wide range of actions across our business to make sure that people are safe. So uh, one of the ways that we're taking action is relevant to our 3D business. Um, the importance and the flexibility of 3D printing has really come into play in providing solutions uh, in, in this era um, with COVID. And to date, we've been able to produce more than a million printed parts of 3D products like face shields, face masks, respirator parts, ventilator parts, um, all sorts of different things to contribute to uh, health and safety of frontline workers and folks who, who desperately need that equipment. We're also um, donating an estimated, I think, around $8 million to date in products and grants to support different learning activities and local communities who are impacted by COVID. Uh, we've launched several other programs, uh, one called HP Turn to Learn, which provides educational content focused on STEM and various environmental topics to Title I school districts and underserved students in the U.S. And we've got another program called HP Refresh, which provides free solutions that use technology and a community activation playbook to help get remote learning devices to students who need them. Um, so with uh, folks learning more remotely and, and school closures, uh, ensuring that there's equitable technology available in underserved communities is, is increasingly important. And uh, we've been able to provide some solutions and are going to continue to do that. Great. The, I want to maybe just loop back to 3D printing. And there's always been a strong economic case for 3D printing because you don't have to move the part halfway across the world, you can, and if you only need 10, you can print 10. Um, how, talk a little more about kind of what, what this has meant in the current environment in terms of just the ability to stand up products quickly. And are you seeing a lot of growth in that part of your business? Yeah. I, well, you know, what we've seen really is the flexibility that 3D printing allows 
you know, for example, if we think about the, the face mask or the face shield parts that we're able to print, uh, you know, first trial out, we print it and, um, you know, the healthcare workers are putting it on and they realize it doesn't fit right. You know, we need an adjustment. Well, we just go back to the design file, quickly tweak it and print another one. Right. Instead of, you know, months and samples and moldings and tooling equipment and all these other things, we're able to respond in the moment and print that part and upgrade it and update it uh, based on customer and immediate feedback. Uh, it also can be printed more locally, right, rather than relying on sophisticated supply chains and transportation networks. Uh, you know, if there's a hospital near a 3D printer, uh, we can print it right there and drive it on over. It doesn't have to get on a plane or a boat um, to get to the customer, the healthcare worker that needs it. So I think um, in this situation, 3D printing has been able to offer incredible flexibility uh, and speed of delivery, um, as well as uh, you know upgrades to um, trial uh, prototypes that have been printed and then can be improved immediately. So lots of possibilities with 3D printing. We know it's part of the fourth industrial revolution and the future of work. Uh, and it's, it's been a proud point for our company and our employees to be able to provide solutions for healthcare workers right now. Yeah, great. And I did a podcast with Tom Zaki of TerraCycle, who's definitely a pioneer in upcycling and recycling at a much smaller scale. So it's it's really great to hear a company like HP committing so deeply and so thoroughly across the business to the circular economy and 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 embedding sustainability in the business and in the business model. That's really, really incredible to hear. Yeah, it's it's an amazing time to be at a company like HP, you know, when, when the world is in such a dramatic shift and uh, we are in a position to provide solutions, you know, s- solutions for students, for school systems, for parents, um, you know, for companies to work more remotely using our collaboration tools and our technology. Uh, and I know all of our employees and our leadership team uh, are working really hard to deliver uh, these innovations that are going to continue to protect people, communities, and the planet for future generations. All right. Ellen, thank you. We're going to have to leave it there. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. It was really great to talk to you. Great. Thanks so much for having me, Michael. The Purposing Podcast is a production of Actual Agency helping innovators communicate in a changing world. More at www.actual.agency.